0: Hello, welcome to Aaron Astrology Podcast. I am your host, professional astrologer Cameron Aaron. Today I have a lot to talk about in this episode. July is full of it, there is so much going on this month. And I'm going to be talking about the new moon in Cancer, the nodes changing signs, the sun moving into Leo, Venus retrograde, oh my goodness. Uh, Before we get into it though, if you're wondering why I don't have any intro music or outro music or any sort of intro outro to my podcast, it's because... I don't like them. <laughs> I just wanted to be upfront with you and, you know, let you know that I'm just not a fan of the intros and the outros to podcasts, especially when I find a podcast that I listen to often because it's like I don't need the intro or outro anymore. I like to just dive right in and One of my favorite podcasts, the Astrology Podcast, hosted by Chris Brennan, does the same thing. Um, He doesn't have an intro, outro to his podcast. He just dives right in, and that is exactly what I like, and I hope you like it too. So we have a lot coming up. July 17th or 18th, depending on what hemisphere you live in, is the... New moon in Cancer. And on that day, the nodes are changing signs. What are the nodes? Well, the nodes are these points. They're not planets, but they're these points in the sky that cross the path between the sun and the moon. And they define the eclipses. So the nodes have been in the Taurus-Scorpio axes for the last year and a half. And on the 17th, 18th, they are moving into the Aries-Libra axes for like a year and a half. This is a big deal. And I want to talk about these nodes first. So, So the nodes define the eclipses. And ancient astrologers saw eclipses as indicating darker events because um, often what would happen is, like, a ruler or a king would die when there was an eclipse. So they saw it as kind of a darker time. Also, when we have an eclipse, the light is blocked. So, you know, when the light is blocked, that can sort of indicate, you know, darkness raining, right? So the nodes weren't necessarily seen as positive, but it's not quite that simple. I mean, yes, the eclipses can signify darker events happening, darker moments, because that light is blocked, but it doesn't always signify something bad. But what the eclipses do represent are great endings, and great beginnings," in the words of Chris Brennan, my astrology teacher. And I completely agree with him because this is what I have seen in my own life personally and with clients and other folks. And we see this collectively as well, where eclipses are turning points. And it's not always that an external event happens around the eclipse, but an important internal shift could happen that then defines something important in your life or begins something important in your life or ends something that needed to end. Or maybe you didn't want something to end, but it did end. And so then you're now being propelled forward into something different right? So these are turning points. Eclipse seasons are turning points, and the nodes help define that. So with the nodes changing signs, this means that the nodes will move into different houses in your personal birth chart, right? And whatever those houses are, wherever you have Aries and Libra, Those houses are then going to be activated by the eclipses over the next year and a half. Now, we will have one more eclipse in Taurus in the fall to sort of complete that Taurus-Scorpio eclipse season. But then we're going to fully be in the Aries-Libra eclipse season all of 2024. And we're beginning that shift now. 2023 is a transitional year with so many planets changing signs and the nodes changing signs. And so this all points to things moving in a different direction, moving in a new direction, right? New things coming. Endings in order for new beginnings to happen. So wherever the Aries-Libra parts are of your chart, That's what's going to be activated now by this new moon in Cancer. And the new moon in Cancer is activating these nodes because Cancer is a cardinal sign. And it aspects Aries and Libra, which are cardinal signs. And then the other cardinal sign, Capricorn, is also going to be involved. So we have like a cardinal cross, if you will. So all of the cardinal signs, the signs I just mentioned, Cancer, Capricorn, Aries, and Libra, are all going to be in focus with these nodes and the eclipses from basically now through until 2025. So if you have any planets or points in the cardinal signs, then this is going to be an active year and a half for you for sure. There probably will be some turning points. And when I say planets, I want you to pay closer attention to the seven traditional planets. We have the sun and the moon, which are luminaries, Venus, Mars, Mercury, Jupiter, and Saturn. Those are the more personal planets that will be indicating more of the personal things that are happening for you whereas Pluto, Uranus, and Neptune are a little more of generational planets indicating more of what's going on collectively. But they could be involved in your life story over the next year and a half, depending on what planets they're touching and if they're close to a sensitive point in your chart. And a sensitive point would be your ascendant, the degree of your ascendant, your midheaven, which is the MC, the IC, which is directly opposite the MC. So whatever sign your MC is in, the opposite sign of that is where your IC is at. And then the descendant is opposite of the ascendant. So if you know that jargon, then, you know, great. Like, pay attention to what planets you have next to those sensitive points. And if you don't know that jargon, don't even worry about it. It's totally fine. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to worry about it. But you do want to pay attention to where you have Aries and Libra in your chart, and if you have any planets in those signs, and particularly like if it's your rising sign, your sun, your moon, or even Venus, Jupiter, Mars, Mercury, Saturn, Jupiter. <laughs> if you have your nodes the signs that the nodes were in when you were born, if they are in the Aries-Libra axes, then you will have your nodal return, and that will be important for you as well. So some of the turning points that happen with the nodes and the eclipses can be external events like, you know, great endings, great beginnings, like a new job, a new relationship, a new living situation, um, you know, moving to a new location, uh, uh, taking on a new hobby or engaging in a new passion activity, engaging in a new habit or um, adopting a new belief. And then, of course, it's also about endings and letting go of something, too. So you could be also letting go of any of those things as well. Some modern astrologers think that the nodes point to past lives and that your south node says like where you've come from in past lives and that the north node is telling you where you're headed towards in this life or possibly beyond. I don't necessarily take that view um, because that's not the astrology that I've learned and I do believe in past lives but I sort of keep it a bit... Separate from the astrology not that the astrology can't tell us anything about past lives. Maybe it can. I don't know I don't know for sure, but what our birth charts do tell us is You know the lessons and the events and the Experiences that we're dealing with in this life and some of those things could be coming from past lives if you believe in past lives And um, some of those things could be from this life, right? And so I do think that there's a middle ground here, what the nodes represent between modern and ancient astrological views. And some other astrologers do think that the nodes represent something spiritual, and so like a spiritual turning point, but not necessarily like indicating past lives, So I think that there is kind of a common thread here, though, with all of those beliefs, which is that the the nodes do point to a new path, perhaps, letting go of something that no longer serves you or something ending in order for you to do something else. Whether that has anything to do with past lives or not, maybe, maybe not. Um, But certainly... There are all kinds of things in this life that we are learning to let go of and release and all kinds of things that we want to move towards, right, that we want in our lives. And so I think that we could say that the south node can represent a letting go and a releasing of something and an ending of something. And then the north node is more like representing where we might want to head or where we are heading, and what is up for us next, you know, what is the direction we're moving towards. So we could say that the north node helps point us closer to our soul's purposes, and the south node is helping us let go of what we don't need anymore, or what we've already learned, and it's like, okay, we've learned it, we can move on. And so the eclipses activate these spiritual turning points of our soul's desires. And you know, sometimes those turning points show up as these external events, and sometimes it's more of an internal discovery or an internal um, revelation, right? Or reflection and review. And all of a sudden you're feeling differently, you're thinking differently, you're desiring something different. And so so that's what I think these nodes represent for us. And if the nodes are aspecting other planets in our chart, then those planets will have a say in the matter as well, right? So if Saturn's involved, then Saturn's going to be a big part of that story, right? If Jupiter's involved, Jupiter's going to be a big part of that story. So it's really going to vary in person-to-person depending on what's going on your individual birth chart. And you can get an astrology reading to find out, you know, what that could mean for you. But on a general level, you know, we look at Aries and Libra, right? So with the nodes shifting into Aries and Libra, you know, what might that represent? So Aries is ruled by Mars Libra is ruled by Venus, and the North Node is moving into Aries, the South Node is moving into Libra. So it's like, well, are we moving more into Aries collectively and and moving away from Libra? God, I hope not. (laughs) We do need that Libra. (laughs) I wouldn't necessarily say that it would be like that stark or that extreme per se, But, you know, what does Aries and Libra represent? Self and other. And I don't think it's just as simple as, like, we're moving more towards Aries and we're moving more away from Libra. Although on an individual level, that could be the case, where, like, whatever part of your chart you have Libra, there could be an ending in relation to the topics of that house, right? And then whatever part of your chart you have Aries there could be a new beginning in that part of your chart right with the topics that have to do with that house so if it's your so if it's like your 10th and 4th houses like let's say you're cancer rising you have aries in the 10th house and libra in the 4th house you would be letting go of some kind of 4th house matter whether it's like so some kind of ending to do with either parents, family, or home, because that's what the fourth house represents. Could be a living situation, could be moving somewhere. And moving into new beginnings with career and being more visible with work-related matters. So that's an, one example of how it could show up individually and what you'll want to look for. But, you know, again, going back to the general collective level here, We're dealing with self and the other, freedom and being connected, you know, being an individual versus being connected to people. Because Libra is very relational-oriented, and Aries is very much an individual and is very much loves its freedom, values its freedom. And Aries is, you know, a warrior and can be a hero, And Libra, you know, ruled by Venus, it's like it wants to connect and be social, and it's an air sign, so there's that, you know, beautiful connection, beautiful connection of the mind, and connecting socially, and being in community, and being united. So I think we're going to be dealing with these themes of self versus other over the next year and a half. And so, you know, it's like, what do we need in our relationships? What do we need in relationship to self? You know, perhaps discovering a new relationship with ourselves, right? The thing we want to be careful of is not to be too individualistic or self-absorbed or too focused on the self, right? We need each other. We need connection, We need community. That's certainly something that the pandemic has shown us, right? No person is an island. We need each other. We're all connected. And, of course, individual freedom and autonomy, you know, needs to happen as well, right? So there's sort of like a balance of these energies. But this could be about discovering something new within ourselves, You know, and having a new relationship with ourselves and having a new relationship with others or ending a relationship dynamic that doesn't serve us anymore so that we can move more towards relationship dynamics that do serve us better and that kind of serve everyone involved better as well. There will be a theme of liberation and wanting to break free and be liberated And you might notice wanting to be liberated from relationship constraints or rigidity. You could even feel the desire to break free or away from a community that you've been a part of in order to spend more time with yourself. Maybe you do need more self-alone time and reflective time. There are times for that, of course. Or maybe there is something about a community or a group that you've been involved with that you realize you don't want anymore. And so you're going on a new journey. And maybe you don't find another community right away. You know, maybe that comes later. We also, in order to understand these signs, we not only look at their rulers, but we also look at their exaltation rulers. And with Aries, the sun is exalted there. And with Libra, Saturn is exalted there. So we're also going to look at the sun versus Saturn. And, you know, Saturn can represent high ranks, higher standards. And the sun in ancient astrology was like royalty. And you know it's it's recognition. And I think the Sun-Saturn combo wants a better life, it wants better systems, it wants recognition, it wants to shine, and it wants to let go of hardship so it can shine. It wants to let go of corrupt and cruel and rigid systems. That prevent us from shining, right? And that prevent us from high ranks, if you will, in whatever way that shows up for us, right? There is this theme with Mars and the Sun and the North Node in Aries. They're really wanting to break free, right? Be liberated and shine in who you are and in your gifts, right? And really being seen because, again, the sun. And then there's this theme of kind of letting go of the structures and relationships that no longer serve us. And with Mars representing courage and the sun representing the heart, We do have a theme of courage here. We have a theme of like, we need to take courage now to move forward into new territory, into a new direction that is more liberatory and that is embracing our individuality. But again, we don't want to lose connection, right? We need to care for each other. But there are relationship dynamics. There are are systems and structures which is Saturn, right? There are foundations which is Saturn that don't serve us. They haven't for a long time. And I'm talking both collectively and individually, right? I'm talking about in society in the world as well as our individual lives. So take, you know, how this resonates for you. Whatever you're thinking of in your mind when I say these things. That's probably, you know, what's up for you and could be up for us as a society. This would be like the the positive spin on it, right? Like I'm not going to get into a negative spin, but there is going to be now this desire, this direction towards freedom, which of course can mean a lot of different things to different people. So that's also what we have to watch out for. And there is beauty in embracing ourselves and being seen for all of who we are and celebrating who we are. And then, of course, we need to remember to celebrate each other too, right? And not be too focused on the self. We could see how society wants that. We could see how capitalism wants that wants us to go closer into that direction of, oh, self and focusing on self and just the self wants and needs. But again, right, like we need some of that, but not all of it, right? We don't want to be extreme about it. We still want to be, you know, connected to each other and in relationship with each other. Now, of course, some relationships will need to end. You'll need to let go of them in order to be safe in order to be to thrive within yourself right some relationships become toxic and you've got to let them go and again we come back to the relationship to the self there are some habits and beliefs and decisions that we make for ourselves and some beliefs that we have of ourselves that also are oppressive and toxic right so it's also about letting go of those and being our own hero in that sense, right? If we think of Mars, Aries as the hero. I mean, I don't love the word hero, so, you know, you can take that or leave it. Um, but it, there is a theme of courage here and taking courage to be ourselves and to be seen because we have the sun exalted in Aries, to be seen And um, recognized, that may be a better word, but you know, the sun likes to shine, and you can't miss it, right? So it's like, um, there is something here of like saying, look at me. And, you know, this is an opportunity, especially for those who hide, who tend to hide themselves, their true selves, and tend to be, Shy about who they are, what they want, or um, you know, aren't vocal about what they really want and and what their needs are. This is an opportunity, especially for folks that are hiding themselves. You know, this let this Aries energy allow you to be recognized for who you are. Sometimes we sacrifice who we are in order to stay in relationships with certain people so these, these the nodes moving into Aries Libra is really going to be highlighting that for us right it's going to be challenging that part of us like are we doing that where are we doing that who are we doing that with and to really kind of test us in a way of like okay, like, can we deal with this anymore? And then you can look to when the eclipse is happening, to when, like, you're going to be feeling that the strongest and possibly even making a decision at those times. Okay, I know, it's, like, a lot. (laughs) I think it's going to be really interesting, and I'm personally looking forward to it because of how I see it in my chart. And um, I'm, I'm hoping that it will help initiate some of the things that I've been trying to make happen for a while now. And if that resonates with you too, then I'm wishing that for you as well. Okay, so on July 22nd or 23rd, again, depending on your hemisphere, we have the sun moving in to Leo. So the sun moving into Leo will join Venus there and Venus turns retrograde (laughs) the same day. (laughs) So this is very much like, bam, all right, Venus retrograde, here we go. So the Leo part of your chart will be up for reflection and review, and you're going to be revisiting Venus themes Having to do with that part of your chart, I talked about the Venus retrograde in my last episode. I went into more detail about that, and um, you know, let you know what, how you can prepare and what you can expect during this time, and what it's good for. So make sure you listen to that to get the full analysis on the Venus retrograde. But you know, this is to say that this is a really big week astrologically which means it's going to be a big week you know for all of us in some way shape or form like you know change transition is happening this week the marking of a new direction is beginning and the moon is in Libra on July 22nd which really activates the nodes which just moved in to Libra aries on the 17th 18th right so the 22nd not only is the sun moving into leo and we've got the venus going retrograde but the nodes are then going to be activated because the moon activates whatever it touches so it's like boom 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 (laughs) It's not necessarily bad. This could be great. <laughs> for some people, it could not be so great. But for some people, it could be great. But basically, it's saying there's there's a lot going on. And it will be act- marking you know the beginning of some significant change in some people's lives, for sure. Especially if you have planets in those cardinal signs that I mentioned earlier. Okay, so I'm going to end there. I hope that this helps you better understand, you know, what we're, what's going on this month, you know, and what's going to be going on for the next year and a half, right, with the nodes. And every time the moon enters a cardinal sign for the next year and a half, it's going to activate the nodes, basically. And so if you have any planets in those cardinal signs, they're going to be activated every time the moon is in a cardinal sign. And um, so you can watch for that. You can pay attention to that. But if that sounds confusing and complex to you, then again, please do not even worry about that. I will continue to update you on all of these changes and what's going on. But if you do like to follow the astrology, you know, on a kind of more day to day business, then, you know, look for the moon and, you know, the sign that the moon is in at any given day, because we know the moon changes signs every like two to three days. And um, that's, you know, the moon is an indicator of like, okay, what's going to be activated? You know, what is it touching? What's going on? (laughs) And when I look at, Favorable, you know, auspicious days, the first thing I'm looking at is the moon. And so, you know, what condition is the moon in? Because the moon is the body, and not just physically, but metaphorically as well. So if we're looking at the chart of an event, you know, the moon is the body of that event, right? Okay, so just a little, you know, astrology learning there. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to my podcast. It is available in Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. And if you have a question, any question related to astrology you're curious about, there's a form you can fill out, just a really short form, and you can be anonymous. And if I feel like your question's within my wheelhouse, then I will answer it either on the podcast, on my blog, or in a newsletter. So make sure you're signed up for my email list. The link is in the episode notes. Yeah, so I welcome your questions and stay tuned for more content. And if you want extra astrology content, I create extra regular content for my paid subscribers the link to that is in the episode notes. You can become a paid subscriber for as low as $5 a month or $50 a year. That's the better deal. And the link to become a paid subscriber is in the episode notes as well. So if you're interested, check that out. And I am wishing you beautiful new beginnings. So with this new moon in cancer, it's definitely signifying something new because it's a new moon and cancer's a cardinal sign which is marking and marks a new season and initiates new things. And with those nodes changing signs, again this is like new direction. Here we go. but it shouldn't be the direction shouldn't be like surprisingly new. you know it should have been building up for a while, right? Something that you've been wanting for a while. Or that, you know, has been, you know, there have been signs or clues that, like, you know, a new or different direction is coming. And so this is really going to, like, set that new direction in motion for you. All right. Sending you beauty, connection, and liberation. Until next time.